Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Average Fan's Take. I am one quarter your host, Alex, and to my virtual right today, we have... Hey, it's Jamil. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, bro? Um, This is another interview episode, our second one. Um, In our first interview episode, we were uh, honored to have Chris, avid Chiefs fan, on. Uh, If you haven't listened to that, go do that. Again, we want to say thank you to Chris for being on the first one. In our second one, we're going to change it up. You guys know we talk a lot of NFL. Um, got a good friend of ours. Um, I mean, going back to, to grade school, if you will. So uh, we've known this guy a really long time. Huge basketball head. Um, knows his stuff in, in the basketball space and uh, wanted to get on and talk with us. So we appreciate it. Eric, uh, we appreciate you having coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's uh, I'm glad I'm finally getting something for all these years of friendship. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, bro. Absolutely, man. We appreciate it. And I don't know too many people that that really care about basketball and Orlando Magic the way you do. I saw a tweet you put up where you said it was pretty mind boggling that people in these smaller market states support large market teams. And uh, I couldn't agree with your sentiment more, man. Like, I feel like if you're in Orlando, why not support your team? What good does it do you to support the Lakers? But uh, yeah. So you get to pay, uh, you get to pay extra high prices for your tickets. Of course, you know, that's, that's right. what you get out of that. Right, right. Well, we're going to jump right into it, man. We're going to go through our questions here and uh, just talk to us a little bit about how you came a Magic fan and, and what that process was like or what that journey has been like for you. Yeah, you spoiled it a little bit. Uh, I grew up in Orlando when Shaq came to town. So come on, every kid uh, in Orlando wanted to be, uh, uh, you know, be Shaq, be on the Magic, be a part of yeah. that. To, that was kind of the main thing. I even had, uh, you know, every cl- all the clothes, posters. I had wall- magic wallpaper in the room. I had trading cards. You know, whatever it was, I had it. That's that's what's up, man. Yeah, no, I can attest to all of that stuff from what I could see. Yeah. It was everywhere, man. Yeah. Everywhere. My, we, we used to my, watch the games like crazy. And my brother, uh, uh, my brother, so he was born uh, a day or two before the 93 draft where we got Penny. Uh, oh, nice. And uh, if he, if we would not have traded, uh, if we would not have traded Chris Weber, uh, his name would have been Chris. <laughs> Mom was not feeling Anthony, but uh, <laughs> his name would have been Chris. That's a real story. That's how much we love the team. That's awesome. I did not know that. That's something I didn't know. That's yeah. awesome. I, I got to give him a hard time about that. Um, but looking at your squad, man, you guys made a lot of moves in the off season. Um, obviously, getting Paolo in the draft and Paolo. But as your team stands right now. Um, I want you to give me one underrated or overrated player. You could do both if you want on your team right now. So give me somebody that, that people aren't talking about that they should be talking about and somebody they're talking about just a little too much that is whatever. So I got to, uh, I got to bring up my guy Franz, you know, the German, uh, I'm trying to get him to my restaurant one day. It'll happen. Um, oh, for sure. We could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Franz, I think, you know, everybody talks about Mobley, uh, who's Mobley might be the best of everybody, but then it's Cade and then it's Scotty. And then, you know, they talk Giddy and your guy, uh, uh, Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Franz is right there with those guys. So I think that, uh, I think he, uh, you know, he, he was, def- he doesn't have a weakness. The guy doesn't have a weakness. He's 6'10". He's good at everything. Uh, he was the best shooter last year, you know, other than Herb Jones, but you know, he also shot, uh. You know, one more three a game than everybody else. You know, he only averaged two points less than everybody else. Like, 
I think he could be as good or better than a lot of those guys. Okay. Jameel, what do you think? Now, I'm a big fan of Franz's game, but I actually wanted to pivot from Franz and ask you what you felt about Jalen Suggs. Because with his shooting numbers from last year, I think he was around 30% field goal percentage. That's a little concerning, and I understand that there's other things at play, but I wanted to get what your thoughts were on the Jalen Suggs pick, and where do you see him as our fit for the team going forward? Yeah, that, that's the question, right? Because uh, if he's good, forget it. Then you know we can ship everybody else out, but I don't know, man. Offensively, he, was, he looked uh, like he was drowning too, too much. Looked like he was making lots of bad decisions, but defensively, he was straight. He was he was something else. So I don't I, I kind of don't know where he stands. I can't wait to see him play this year. Actually, that'll kind of help uh, figure that out because uh, I don't really have a strong opinion. Thank God he's on a rookie contract and we don't have to make any decisions about him anytime soon. Now, have you seen that there was actually alleged trade reports going out that Orlando may be interested in Donovan Mitchell, but part of a Donovan Mitchell deal, we would be trading Suggs along with Jonathan Isaac, possibly. Cole and multiple first round picks. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I agree too. like, uh, I like those guys. Let's do it. You know, if we, if we think Paulo's good enough, if we think Mitchell's going to stick around. Yeah. Fine with me. You know, I'd like, I'd like to keep our our pick next year. That's the only, that's the only thing I would kind of, kind of have an issue with. It's kind of hard to really see where this team is going in regards to the, how they built it. This is how I've kind of looked at it for like the last couple of years because it seems like we have been like a concoction of like good players. But as far as like the overall vision for the team, I know that they value defense. I know that they value length but and athleticism, but we haven't really had any go-to players that you could say that could be that go-to guy that could score for us since we've had, you know, uh, Tracy McGrady, uh, Dwight Howard, even with the previous iteration of the Magic with Vucevic and or Fournier, we just kind of missing that scoring punch. I mean, they were good enough defensively, and they played like team ball very well, but it just seemed like they were just missing like one more piece just to be a serious uh, contender. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you got it, man. Uh, that's That's the whole game, right, trying to find a star. So... That's why, like, we can't give Jonathan Isaac away for nothing, right? You know, because he could actually be good if he could ever stay healthy. So, yeah, putting Mitchell in there or, or hopefully it's Paulo, right? That would be amazing. What uh, do you think of Paulo so far? Oh, he I was awesome. Was summer league, but. Yeah, he was awesome in summer league. But uh, uh, I will say I was, I was not – I did not have Paulo as my top or second guy. You know, I thought he was third. Uh, what do you want? Did you want Jabari or Chet? I, I'm a, a Chet. I feel like he couldn't fail. You know, I feel like at worst he would come in and block a lot of shots. You know, um, I've been, scared me just a little bit. Yeah, he's a, he's a little skinny guy, but I get it. You know, with the injury history and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. no, no, no. My my fear with Paulo, and it still is. You know, even though he looked amazing in summer league and is is wearing but thin by the day, is that like, is he going to be the next Jason Tatum, the guy who you can be like, okay, he's our best player. He's going to take us to an Eastern Conference Finals. He's going to take us to an NBA Finals. Or see like Carl Anthony Towns, who like he's really good, but he's just gonna put it be good enough to get us to the middle of the pack year after year again. That was my big worry about him. I know it's kind of silly, but that's what I was feeling. I think I like Paulo's skill set a little bit more as a creator, and you know he actually has worked on the shooting touch. 
Um, I think the basketball IQ is there. So, I mean, at least if you compare him to a player like Carl Anthony Towns, it doesn't concern me too much, only because with Towns, while you're right, he may be a middle-of-the-road player. He also makes a ton of mental lapses while he's out there, like we've seen in the playoffs just this past postseason. Uh, with Paolo, I really think that he could be more so of a – hybrid of like a Jason Tatum or a Ben Simmons, even just because I really like his court vision, his passing, his playmaking ability. But I just think that he's a little bit more aggressive than how Simmons was when he first uh, came in. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, uh, uh, I, I've been real impressed in summer league about what he, uh, what he's been able to pull off. Yeah, he looks good. I like him. I mean, I'm happy with Jabari Smith jr. But you know, we're we're. Oh we're, yeah, you're, you're the other side of that coin, huh? Yeah, we're taking our franchises in different directions. And I'm okay with that. Like, you know, we were that middle of the road team that you spoke about that I hated so much. So now we're trying to reap the rewards of trading James Harden and all that fun jazz, and actually use our draft picks up wisely, which I'm I'm proud of. Yeah, I uh, you you guys got a ton of young players, man. I'm I'm that I'm is a of- fact. I'm feeling, uh, I mean, the only thing I think y'all are missing is like a true like glue guy, a connector who's going to be able to move the ball around because everybody seems like they want to get theirs. So I think if, if we can, if we can develop Ty Ty Washington, um, he could be that guy or Josh Christopher. I like Josh Christopher. Um, he didn't really get a whole lot of shine year one. He played in summer league. Um, so you saw him develop a little bit there. He's really the unspoken guy from our young core, right? Like everybody makes a big deal about KPJ, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., um, Tari Eason, you know, Shen Goon, all those guys. Because Shen Goon had a good showing his first year also. Um, but I think if, if he can minimize his, his mistakes, um, I think he'll do wonders for us, you know, just moving the ball. Because his skill set is that is he works better as a team player. He, he, he can play defense. Um, you know, so if he can facilitate and set people up, I think they'd be fantastic, and we'd definitely be able to run. You know, we've got a, run, a young squad, so we should be able to run some teams out the gym for sure. That's uh, okay. I kind of like that. You know, I actually I heard somebody talking about Tari the other day, saying that he could be you know one of the best players in the whole draft. So that's pretty good getting him at what eighteen, nineteen, or something like that. Yeah, and his defense. I mean, that's what's more exciting to me right now. Like not shooting very well in summer league, or he wasn't when it was going on. But he did the intangibles. He would rebound, block shots. You know, he was he was down to do the dirty work, which I was impressed with. Interesting stat on your boy really quick before we jump into this next question. Jonathan Isaac has only played 33 minutes and eight seconds so far in this decade of basketball. So I, I know, you know, people are high on his uh, ability. But is that something you guys really want to bank on with the contract that y'all have for him or? Oh, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to to clear this up with the contract, right? So, like, he only had, like, I think he gets paid like 17, 18 million or something this year, which isn't even that bad. Yeah, I guess if he doesn't play, it is, but only like six million of it is like guaranteed. And then the year after that, it's, it's, he could just be cut. So it's not even like, you know, that, that's not even the thing that's like that bad, but got it. Uh, I don't know. He, I don't know how much y'all want to get into the off the court stuff, but he's not a guy I want to root for. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope the Magic gets something real good for him. Let's put it that way. <laughs> gotcha. For, okay. For me, just looking at him, if you're just keeping it on court, what kind of sucks is the fact that right when Isaac had started to blossom, 
because, you know, he was able to average around two blocks a game. You know, he started to develop a little bit of a shooting touch. You know, he blew out his knee in the bubble two years ago, and unfortunately he hasn't been able to play since the bubble occurred. I think now he's still kind of going through the rehab, but I'm at a point to where I'm willing to just kind of cut my losses on the Jonathan Isaac experiment because I feel like the Magic have kind of gone through enough of an experimentation phase for far too long. Even going back to Mo Bamba, I think that we kind of blew that pick because if you look at it, Vucevic was going into the final year of his deal. We go and we draft Bamba to be a successor. But one thing that the Magic, nor myself or anybody probably at that time seen coming, was Vucevic goes on and he turns into a first-time All-Star. And that pretty much stunted Bamba's development because now instead of being able to get real minutes at five, he gets buried on the bench behind Vucevic. So then now we're into what year three or four of Bamba's career. We just resigned him this past off season, but you really don't know what you have with this kid. You have Wendell Carter in front of him. Now we have Paolo. We have some other sides. We have Chumo Kiki. I mean, I just want to, want to see this roster kind of take shape. So that's a, kind of doubling back to Chet for a second. That's why I was a little bit more hesitant towards drafting Chet because I just didn't want to see another project player. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I love Mo Bamba. I'm so happy he came back. I think he I, – I think there's like a small percentage chance he wins the starting job, a, a very small one maybe, maybe, but – you know, come on, when you, you're that big, that tall, hit threes like that, protect the rim, like, that's that, that's some stuff right there, man. I don't know. And he just seems like a super good guy. I've actually yeah. worn a, uh, an autographed Mo Bamba picture. I got that sitting in my house. Oh, oh that's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, I, take, I lied, I lied. My girlfriend won me a Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba autographed picture. I don't want to – Yeah, clarify that. Yeah. Clarify yeah. that. Don't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> So um, staying on the Magic, obviously, how do you feel about the offseason, your draft, um, what you saw in Summer League? You know, you know, how are you feeling about that whole process? Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I, 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 we, you know, stay the course kind of is kind of an offseason. We, we, we lucked out. We got the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, with Paulo, all that stuff. Um, I will say I'm, I am going to miss Robin Lopez a lot. He was, he was adorable. You know, having him watch, having him play Uno versus stuff before every game was was special to me. You know, that's that's like the highlight of what the Magic have had to look for for like the past ten years. You know, is that? Is it him or his brother that beats up the mascots? Oh, it's him. It's, it's him. him. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. He had they had a whole thing where him and stuff became roommates, and uh, oh, they, wow. they, they, yeah, they he, they reconciled after years of hating each other. You know, <laughs> they've done done all kinds of skits, things like that. I think uh, they they helped him out with stuff's birthday party. Like it was adorable. It uh, wow, it made it. I know, right? That's what we're talking about on a on a magic podcast. But wow, that's it, but it's funny though. Yeah. Stuff like you know. Uh, the average person that really didn't get to see that if you don't live in Orlando. You know, yeah. it was good. But no, I think uh, the Magic had a solid off season. Uh, I like Caleb Houston. I think that that's interesting. It seems He's like or- good. it seems like Orlando has that uh, Michigan pipeline. You know, uh, uh, so we got Franz, we got Mo, we got what's his name, Radzikas. Now we got Houston. He uh, he looks like uh, what was he six eight and he runs around and shoots and. I think he uh, hopefully he uh, can get some consistency because I think that was his problem in college too. 
said you, yeah, you said you like uh, uh, you're into that, Jamil? You like that pick? Oh, I love the Caleb Easton pick. I mean, even as far as the shooting goes, we've needed outside shooting for the last couple of seasons. And this kid definitely, from what I've seen in the summer league, it's, even though it's a small taste and sample size, I really think that he's going to be a solid addition. I know they just signed him to the active roster last week, so I'm looking forward to see what he does once the regular season comes around. And. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, the other thing, the only other thing we really did in the off season was get bring back Gary Harris too. Mm-hmm. I like Gary. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I'm good with it. I, it's, it's a good tradable contract. I feel like some team's going to want him. So, but hey, if not, he, you know, he likes being in Orlando, I guess, and he likes twenty six million dollars, right? So, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen with Terrence Ross? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't think the Magic really want to trade him. You know, he's again another guy who wants to be here. You know, another person I just like. I think he's a really, really fun guy to to root for. Uh, so I don't, unless unless somebody wants to give us a number one pick for him or something like that, which uh, seems unlikely now that he's in the last year of his deal. Like, you know, I, I think I think he rides it out. It's unfortunate because I mean I love Ross the player. I've been a big fan since he came to Orlando, and even when he was with the Raptors and he participated in the dunk contest. I just kind of want to see him go out with an opportunity to try to compete because the guy is so talented and just, I don't want to see him just be part of another rebuild. You know, I just want to see him be able to go to a team that could use like his shooting prowess, like a team like the Lakers or Golden State or Boston, or just somebody that could benefit from having them come off their bench and slide it up for him. Yeah, I get it. If he ends up staying in Orlando, I won't be mad at it because, again, I love him as a player. Yeah, that guy's, that guy's hard to root against. You know, Andy always kills the heat, which is really, like, the main thing. <laughs> I like Terrence Ross, man. He's a cool dude. He doesn't seem to get into a whole lot of anything. Uh, but looking, obviously, at, at everything you guys did, uh, say the course, as you said, um, do you have expectations for this season? Are, are you looking at high hopes? I mean, I, I can't talk too much, right, because we finished right next to each other. Um, you guys, 22 and 60, we were 20 and 62. Um, but, you know, do you have hopes for the season or what's your expectations? I was actually just looking at the the betting odds, uh, the over-unders, you know, and they have both the Magic and the Rockets at uh, 27 and a half is their over-under over, over under number. And uh, I'm kind of leaning under for both, by the way. Uh, okay. I think uh, I think this is a development year. I think you'll see, uh, you know, a lot of 28 minute games from Paulo Bancaro this year, you know, trying to get everybody in all that kind of stuff. Uh, also this upcoming draft has a lot of wings. So that mm-hmm. could be nice to get that final piece to kind of, to solidify the roster too. So I, I'm not as high on some of the other people are, I, th- I think, uh, you know, 26, 27 wins is about right. Okay. That would put you in the Indiana seating. I mean, it doesn't really do too much for, for playoff verse or anything of that nature, but I'm with you there. Um, you guys finished 12 and 29 at home, 10 and 31 on the road. Um, anything particular last season that stood out? I know you guys were a young squad just looking to get your bearings together, but anything you want to see them improve on, or what do you think they're really going to work on this season outside of development of the young players? Yeah, I think uh, just make a seeing who gets the keys, right? We all hope it's Paulo. We all hope that Paulo Bancaro is like, yep, he's the number one guy, and whoever works well with him. Uh, stays and everybody else can take a hike and we can find other players to get with them. I think it's just that simple, you know. Okay. 
And so sticking with that. Um, also, sorry, know, do, you, do you guys hear a sound in the background? Do I need to a little look? bit. It's, it's fine. No worries. Okay. Um, sticking with that, looking at the Eastern Conference, talk to us a little bit about the division there um, and, you know, what you what you foresee from the Eastern Conference. Obviously, we know where you said you guys are going to end up, but um, what's your thoughts on the East as a whole? Yeah, right. It's got to be who at Boston and Milwaukee. And uh, honestly, the one that's scary is uh, is Philly, right? What James Harden looks like sounds really engaged anyway. Yeah, uh, that's the one that uh, I got my eye on. But uh, no, our division, man, uh, the Heat are probably going to run away with it, I feel like, or at least by a few wins over the uh, over the Hawks. I think those are the top two. Yeah. And then everybody else is a little bit lower on, you know. I do, do appreciate uh, uh, Steve Clifford. Uh, uh, getting another head coaching job, I think he's going to make the Hornets better. Even though they did just oh, lose, sure. uh, what's the guy uh, Bridges? Who, uh, yeah, he he did he had a he, he had a rough summer. Did did they cut him? Uh, he's he was a free agent. Ooh. So, so I think, think I heard that the Pistons were actually giving him a look. Gross. Uh, uh, I, I yeah, I mean, yeah. let let him let him serve his time, and if it's not that much, he can come back to basketball. I'm real. Same thing with what's his name in, in the Browns, Deshaun Watson. Like, I don't know. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't sign the dude to a million dollar contract for or millions yeah. of dollars for. What do you What do you expect from that franchise, man? Like, come on. I, I know. I know you love the Browns. You know that's your that's your uh, that's your favorite team, right, Alex? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So yeah. much. I get I get in in with them on Twitter every day. But. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, they're so delusional. Like, they're so delusional, man. Like. You know all them years they screamed Bryn Blankisberger, and now all of a sudden they're like, no, this situation is different. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it is different. The, yeah, the Browns, like, went out of their way to get a scumbag, you know? You just happen to have one. <laughs> Fair enough. But, I mean, it's like Ben got six for one. This guy's yeah. got almost 30. Yeah, Jan geez. Yeah. There's another six coming out on top of the 24, like – Almost thirty. I can't imagine. Yeah. Am I giving him forty? Did you see today that he's threatening to sue the NFL? Whatever. If he gets a year suspension. Whatever, bro. But like, come on. Nobody told you to try to whatever. Hold. Stick to basketball. This is weird. I. I this would make a next interview pretty interesting. Yeah, man. I, I, that whole thought process is trash to me. Like. Yeah. Now I'm with you on that though. As far as uh my uh, bridges, I think he messed up too with the whole uh like going online and he was drinking lean and doing drugs and stuff. Like, why are you putting that on social? These kids are weird, man. Especially when you're, you're a free agent. Like, you know, like he would have, he would have got maxed out easy. You yeah. Know? He, he was hooping. Yeah. 130, $130 million. And now nobody wants to touch him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's your own fault, man. You gotta, man. you gotta tighten stuff up. You gotta get better people around your circle. That's you crazy. So. Yeah, man. Well, listen, we we appreciate having you on. I'm going to I'm going to give you the floor to kind of speak your mind, um, but give us your social media. I know you're big in, in Twitter in general. Um, you talk a lot of sports and so would love to shout you out there. But yeah, man, the floor is yours. Anything you want to talk about? Yeah. So uh, I got one thing that uh, has pissed me off more than uh, than, than anything has in a while. Right. So uh, shout out my guy, uh, Justin Warner from the Orlando Magic, uh, trying to hook us up with some season tickets and being nice to me. Uh, but he got us into the Orlando Magic VIP party, draft night party. You know, so there, you know, we got my buddy. Both their girls are with us. You know, they get us a couple free beers. Nick Anderson's there. I got a picture, the whole thing. Okay. Uh, you know, the draft's ticking down. Nobody knows what's going on. Everything's so much mystery, 
right? We get we go down to the court. You know, we're stepping on the court. We're uh, uh, playing some of the games that are around. My girlfriend got a picture with stuff. You know, it was a uh, it, w- it was all a great time, and here we go. The Magic played the sickest hype video of all time. You know, showing Shaq and Penny and Dwight and everybody. Uh, and then here we are, and they f- they flick to ESPN. They just say, "Okay, the Magic, you're on the clock." And then they bring Woj on, and Woj just says, "Oh, the Magic's are strongly considering Paulo Bancaro." Right there, spoiled. I had Twitter turned off all day. Didn't do any of that stuff. I was so mad. So mad they couldn't have just waited just a few more minutes for uh, Silver to get on the stage. Ruined my night. Well, almost ruined my night. I still had a good time, but, you know. Yeah. He did that for, like, the first 10 picks. It pissed me off. Yeah, I mean, he always does that, whatever. But, like, does it have to be on the TV broadcast, you know? Well, like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, the first pick, too, like, you yeah. know? Especially the ma- excitement gone. Yeah, the Magic spent so much time of, uh, uh, you know, keeping people uh, guessing about who they were picking. Nobody knew. Everybody thought people were going to different places. And then right before, right before the crescendo, it gets taken away. They took the wind out of your sails, man. I know. That's it. Why, I guess that's why they call them Woj Bombs. Hey, yeah, yeah. I feel bombed. <laughs> yeah, that got Woj Bombs. Yeah. Up, bro. Well, I know you're super active on uh, Twitter. If you want to give out your Twitter handle so people can follow you, yeah. talk a little basketball with you. Yeah, hit me up uh, at Ekofsky, K-O-F-F-S-K-Y. I'm on Reddit, too, the answer, E-K-42. And then if you guys are into those uh, NBA trade machines on Fanspo, uh, my name, Eric Kofsky. So uh, I'll catch you all on there. Word, word, man. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, Thanks again. Awesome interview, bro. Hopefully we get to get you on when you guys are playing. Whatever know, you guys we got to we got to catch a game. I know Houston comes to Orlando. So. Let's let's do it. Tickets will be cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? Cuz we're both underperforming teams. So we should get in for next to nothing.